Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Joe McCall here from Simple Lease Options, joemccall.com, the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I'm going to be sharing with you the definitive guide to finding cash buyers. I know this is a question that I get a lot and I'm constantly showing people like that somebody brings me a deal and says, hey, I need some help selling this thing. What can I do? And so I'm constantly showing them little tricks and tips. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take all of these strategies together and put them into a mind map. I'm going to give it away completely free. You guys can get this mind map for free. So somewhere down below, uh, no shenanigans, no little tricks. I'm not going to try to sell you something. It's just the mind map is completely free. Okay. You don't even have to opt in to get it. Uh, it's yours. And I just want to do this as a way to say thank you. Uh, some of you guys don't know me. I've been doing real estate full time since 2009 part-time since 2006. I've coached people literally from all over the world how to do deals in their backyard or virtually while traveling themselves, right? So I'm excited about this. Um, I've been doing my podcast since 2011. If you've not heard of it, it's the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. But anyway, enough about me. A lot of you guys out there, you're struggling to find deals, or when you find deals, you're struggling to sell them. And I'm going to be talking specifically to the wholesalers out there that you find good properties, you find good deals, but you have nobody to sell them to. Or maybe you're freaking out at the last minute. You've got a property under contract. You only have a few days left and you're like, oh, I don't have a buyer yet, you know? So we're going to solve all of those problems on this webinar, right? So if you haven't already... Go to the description, get this mind map. I'm going to shock, I'm going to walk you through and show you in this mind map some of the best, easiest, fastest, simplest ways, cheapest ways to find cash buyers. You interested? All right, let's go into it. In the mind map here, uh, some important concepts first. Why are we doing this? Why is this so important? Well, it's the easiest and fastest way to get started doing deals. And another thing too, it's like, it's always easier to shop for what buyers want than to try to sell them what you have. So go find the buyers first. Another important concept is you need to dig your well before you're thirsty. If you're at a point where you got a deal under contract and you're freaking out like, oh, I need some money, I need some money now, it's going to be so much harder to try to find buyers after you have a deal or try to find buyers when you only have a few days left under your contract. So let's start digging the well now. And let's start getting buyers now, find out what they want, and go find it for them. Another way that I think, uh, another thing that I think is really important, you need to, there's this, I'm not going to go deep into this, but there's this whole thing of the brokering without a license, okay? And uh, when you do what a lot of people teach with finding buyers, you are brokering, right? So I'm going to be real careful with my language here, but when you start advertising properties that you have under contract on Craigslist or on Zillow, that raises a lot of red flags. And so I'm going to show you an easier thing to do. Instead of marketing the property, right, just make a few phone calls. Talk to some buyers. Talk to some other people, and I'll show you how to do that. Uh, so don't advertise your properties on Craigslist and Zillow unless you actually own them, all right? Again, I'm not going to go into the technical details because, yeah, you have it under contract. You have the right to assign or sell your contract. Wholesaling is 100% safe and legal if you do it the right way. 
Make sense? So I don't want to dive into that. You don't have to have your license to wholesale real estate. Okay. I recommend getting your license, but you don't have to have it. Uh, I'm going to be talking mainly on this video about finding buyers. And I'm going to be talking about finding buyers first. And if you do it the right way, uh, you're going to avoid the broker police. Okay. The other big thing that's, this is so important is why this is so important is a lot of times you need proof of funds and you may not have the proof of funds that you need to show to sellers or show to realtors or property managers. People want to see that you're legit. And if you're just getting started, you don't got a bunch of money in Hip Pocket National Bank. You can't show them a bank statement that you can actually close on these deals. But guess what? Your buyers can. And if you've got good buyers, your buyers then can give you the proof of funds that you can give to realtors or sellers, whoever's asking you for them, right? Some important concepts, again, continuing, always be building your buyers list. Never, never stop. Always be marketing for buyers. I just had breakfast or coffee with a friend yesterday and uh, he was struggling. He's like, oh, I'm, what's going on? I don't know what, I, you know, I need, I have all these deals. I used to, was doing really well, but the market's changing and he's getting nervous. And I said, well, when was the last time you marketed for buyers? Oh, Joe, here you go again. You always ask me this question. And it had been like six months. Well, no wonder he's struggling, right? So I'm working with him. We're going to start getting him some more buyers. You always got to be building your buyers list because the buyers you used to have aren't going to be in the future, maybe as hungry as they were before for your deals. So you always got to be marketing for buyers. Find your buyers first. Don't rely on websites or email blasts anymore. They don't work as well as they used to. Uh, it used to be you could send out a letter. You send people to a squeeze page. They put in their name and phone number or email, and you could just email blast properties when you have them available. You should still do that, but it doesn't work as well as it used to anymore. Another important thing to understand is when you're doing your marketing for buyers specifically, you always should have the calls go to your cell phone. You should always always be answering your phone. All right. Super important because a lot of buyers that we work with, you know why they work with us is they say, Joe or Rick, whoever I'm working with, you are the only guys who answer the phone. So in your seller marketing, it's maybe okay to let that go to voicemail or a call center or something like that. Right. But when it comes to your buyer marketing, you need to have that personal relationship and connection with them. So always be the one that answers the phone. I promise you, if you just do that one thing, you will double, triple your deal flow. You will do more deals than everyone else because you're accessible, especially to your buyers, okay? And you know, here's the thing. Who is your customer in this wholesaling business? It's not the sellers. It's the buyers. It's the ones with the money. So you need to be accessible to them. Focus on building relationships with your buyers and start spreading the word. Once you get buyers now, start spreading the word out to everybody in the business in your market. Realtors, wholesalers, investors, property managers, everybody that you can. Hey, I'm in the market. I'm looking for deals. I need deals. Then you won't have to start marketing so hard for sellers. You get other people to bring you their deals. This by far is the fastest way to get started in wholesaling. I hope you're hearing me and you're paying attention. The fastest way to do a deal is to find the buyers first. And then go out to all the other people that are doing, spending tens of thousands of dollars in seller marketing and say to them, hey, listen, I have buyers. I have money burning a hole in my pocket. I'm looking for deals. Send me what you got. And when you know what your buyers want, you can tell them, I'm looking for three bedrooms, ranches in this area, under this price range that rents for this, that doesn't need more than this amount of work. You see what I'm saying? Get other people to bring you their deals. And that's the easiest way to get started. Okay. Remember, you are the buyer. 
All right, now let's talk about how. Let's jump right into it. How do you build your buyers list? I have a lot of different ways that, that we do it. I'm gonna walk through some of my favorites. I'm gonna try to go this as, as fast as I can. This is a this is a whole entire course in and of itself. So let's just dive in. One of my favorite things to do is I like to contact landlords of current rental properties. So we'll look at an example, but you know, if you get a property under contract in this zip code, why don't you start looking for landlords who are already advertising rentals around that area and pick up the phone and call them. So let's just look at an example. A good a zip code here in the St. Louis area for rentals is 63123. And I'm just going to go in here to the for rent section. And I'm not going to worry about bedrooms or baths or monthly payments. I might just do houses, maybe condos, townhomes, apply. And in this area, you can see right here, there's 16 properties. Zillow just changed their stuff. And I don't know if I like it because it's different. Look at this thing. That's kind of ugly. But anyway... Here in this area, this is near Afton, there are um, 16 properties. It says here, 16 saved homes. I don't know. I'm not used to this yet. But guess what happens? What I can do is I can click outside of that area to maybe get the areas, the homes around it. Or I could go here. I hope the draw thing is here. Good. Here it is. I can draw the area around my property. Okay. Click apply. Okay, there's nine. Here are the results. Nine. There's nine rental properties right now currently actively listed in Zillow. So what happens if I click on one of them? Guess what's going to... Oh, there's a phone number. Now, doesn't matter if it's a property manager, a realtor, or the individual landlord himself. Call them up and talk to them. Say, hey, I got a rental property close to yours. Are you looking for another one? Now, I'll talk a little bit on this mind map on what to say to property managers and realtors because you have to approach them a little differently, but it's super easy. Phone number right there, give them a call. And then go through to the next one. There's a phone number, again, a property management company, give them a call. Here's one, uh, another re leasing agent. Good, by the way, if you're doing lease options and you wanna find a realtor to help you find tenant buyers for your lease option properties, this is a great way to do it. Start calling the leasing agents that are advertising investors' properties and talk to them. All right, that's it. Simple, super simple. You can also go to Craigslist, right? Now, the thing about Craigslist is you cannot actually go and search by zip code. It doesn't work that well because a lot of people don't put their property address in, in there, right? But what you can do is you can go in here and I like to take out the word apartment. And let's say I have a little two-bedroom rental that I'm trying to wholesale, or I'm targeting a certain area. I can say, all right, only give me two to three bedrooms. And uh, I this is a maybe an 800, a property that rents for 800 a month. So I'm gonna look for properties in here that rent from 500 to 1,000, two to three bedrooms. And here you go. I've got a bunch of properties. Here's a duplex. And if I click on here, please call for more info. There's a phone number of a landlord or an investor or property manager or somebody that's advertising a rental property that might be looking for some more. Really, the whole point of all this is I'm looking for phone numbers, okay, so that I can call people. Just This is so easy. Go through here. Look for phone numbers. DECA Realty. They're an investment realty company that does what works with a lot of investors. 
I get you. I bet you they have a real, uh, they're realtors. I bet you they have clients that they're working for that are looking for more deals. So call them. A lot of times, sometimes, sometimes, all the time, sometimes you can click on the reply button here and you get phone numbers as well. Cool. Makes sense. Another great resource that you should check out is gosection8.com. Gosection8 is where you can actually um, find landlords who are advertising their rental properties. And you can get phone numbers of rental properties that are not even vacant right now. They're leased, but you can still find them in here. And if you just do a search in your city, St. Louis, Missouri, or St. Louis County, we'll just zoom out here. It's going to give me a ton of rental properties one of these days. Yes, here we go. So in just the city of St. Louis area, how many are there? There's 578. If I would have gone out wider, um, it would have given me St. Louis County, which is a bigger area. But if you just click on any of these, you're going to get phone numbers. Check this out. I don't know what's going on. Oh, wow. <laughs> there we go. Michael Cobb, Kolb, phone number. You can also go back and start looking at, well, here's a map. You can see on a map, these are just the city area. Again, I'm, I'm ignoring uh, the, the other two-thirds of St. Louis, but you get what I'm trying to say. Go look at these properties and scroll to the end. A lot of these are already leased. They're not available right now. All right, so if you click on one of these where they're not available right now, it might say check availability or something like that. You can click on it, and you're going to be sent to another page where you can view their phone number and or you can message them, send them a message, and actually contact them, ask them if they're looking for more rental properties. So here we go. This property is not available anymore. I can click on view phone number. So here you go. You get his name and phone number. Give that person a call and say, hey, are you looking for more property in the area? I love Go Section 8 landlords because these are investors that are willing to buy some of the rougher properties in the rougher areas, and they're great resources, okay? So give them a call. Say things like, hey, I see you're advertising a property at 123 Main Street. You wouldn't be looking for another property in that area, would you? I might have one that I'd like to sell. If they say no, you can ask them this. Do you know anyone else that's looking for more properties? And here's the key. If it's a realtor or a property manager, ask them something like, hey, well, you know what? Can I send you my information, my contact information? Um, maybe you have another client that might be looking for a property. Uh, and if you bring me a buyer, I'll pay you a commission. Or you can just add whatever commission you want on the deal. Talk to these realtors and property managers. I've never talked to a big property manager that did not say he has clients that are looking for more deals. And by the way, who says, I have clients that are looking to sell some of their deals. So become friends with these realtors, become friends with them, property managers. And I'll talk to you in a minute here about another way you can find these realtors. It's just crazy insane. But pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. It's not a cactus. All right. Now, another favorite way. This is insane. I learned this from somebody that I was interviewing once on my podcast. Sending letters to investors that purchased properties recently in the area. There's a website. I want to really strongly recommend you go check out PropStream. And if you use my link, propstreamjoe.com, you get a seven-day trial. But you also, if you use my link, they will let you download way more than the normal average downloads. So like um, it's 97 a month. But what it gives you is you can download up to 10,000 records in a month, which means it's one penny per record. If you go to ListSource and try to download 
list, it's like 20 to 30 cents per record. You can get it in other places cheaper, but it's you can't get anywhere cheaper than a penny per record. And they also give you where you can get property detail reports. And I'll show that to you later maybe, but it's like you can view all the detailed information and history on a property, the mortgage, the tr- who owns it, the tr- and you can get incredible lists of vacant houses and liens. And I'll show that to you in a minute. But if you go through the regular PropStream link, you only can download like 100 a day. If you use my link, you can download up to 5,000 records in one day and 10,000 in one month. I use PropStream every day, pay 97 a month. I was paying like $350, $400 a month before I got hooked on PropStream. It's amazing. I use it all the time. So let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm just going to log into my PropStream account here. And uh, I'm going to show you how you can get a simple list. Let's, let's say this house right here. This is a property near uh, University City in 63132. And uh, I got a property also in 63132. And I want to start sending letters to investors who bought property recently in that area. So I'm going to go to that zip code. And I'm going to go here to filter. And I'm going to say owner occupied. No, that means it's not a retail buyer. Okay. You can search for in PropStream properties that are pre-foreclosures, liens, cash buyers, high equity, vacant, free and clear, bankruptcies, divorce, auctions. It's insane. You can get some really valuable lists here. And so I want people that bought it within the last six months, right? So I'm going to, well, let's just do the year. The people who bought it in the last year, I don't care if it's a corporation like an LLC or an individual who bought it, doesn't matter. And I don't care if they paid cash or if they got a loan on it, right? I'm just looking for investors that bought this. And I know this is a small little property. So I want to look for investors that, you know, paid less than $125,000, let's say. And in this neighborhood, that's kind of the lower end of the owners, right? And that's it. If I click apply, here's 27 investors that in the last year bought a property in this area. Investors that bought a property less than $125,000 in the last year. So guess what? I can take that list and export it and send them a letter. Let me show you the letter that works like crazy. I'm looking for investors that purchased property in the last six to 12 months in that certain area. I'm going to send them a motivated seller yellow letter. And this is really cool. Check this out. I've used this letter before and I've had investors call me and say, listen, uh, I love that letter. I'm not in an, I'm not interested in that property, but I'm just going to tell you something. That letter got me op- to open it, got me to read it, and I'm going to use it for myself. And I just wanted to let you know I think it was an awesome letter. But this letter gets incre- insane, really good uh, response rates, and you're going to find buyers with this, right? So I send a desperate, motivated seller yellow letter to the investors that own property. And you know what? If you don't have enough uh, buyers from doing this, you could say, just show me all of the private investors or you know the investors that own property in that area and you can send them all this letter anyway so it doesn't have to be just who bought it in the last year it could be who bought it in the last 5 years or whatnot urgent notice red handwriting at the top urgent notice underlined i desperately need to sell my property at the address i've had it listed with the realtor now if you haven't had it listed with the realtor you could say i've been trying to sell it for some time now and i can't wait any longer Take a drive by, call me, and I will let you in. The title is clear, taxes are paid, condition is good, and I need it sold today. Underline it, like show your emotion in this thing. Drive by, call me, make me a cash offer right now. I'm desperate, I'll take anything. Call me, name, phone number. 
This is really important. Write that in the letter. You think I'm crazy, but this works. Crumple it up and then fold it back and put it in in an invitation envelope with two stamps and handwrite the address on there. When I've done this, I've gotten anywhere from 20 to 30% response rate. Not promising that it'll work for you, but it works really, really well. And the reason why we crumple it up is because when they get the envelope, it's going to have a little uh, thickness to it, right? It's going to look weird. When they open it, it's going to, the paper's going to look crumpled. It works. You people will read it and they'll call you and maybe even sell a deal to them, right? So sending letters to recent investor buyers in your local market work really good. Another letter that works really good, and this is something that like this particular letter here, I'd say you could send to somebody after you already have a property under contract. If you don't have a property under contract and you're doing what I'm telling you to do is building your buyer's list first in advance of getting the properties, this works really well. And what this is about is finding investors that are buying in other markets from outside of those markets. And I'll show you an example here in a minute. And I like to send this professional letter. I'm going to show you how to find these in a minute. But it's a professional letterhead from your company. This is what we've sent before. Hey, my name is uh, Joe McCall. I'm the owner of Chamberlain Holdings. We are the premier real estate investing company in the St. Louis, Missouri market. I understand you recently purchased a property at in this other city. Based on this purchase, it appears as though you're a real estate investor. Again, I'm sending this to people who bought property in Phoenix, Arizona from outside of Arizona. So these are investors that are already comfortable with buying properties in other markets. And they're already buying properties in other markets. So these are great investors that you could bring in to your market. So assuming that you're continuing to look to invest, we are ready to help you. I can't stop moving this around. Obviously, you know that now is a great time to invest in real estate. And I think that we could be very beneficial to you as you continue to grow in your business. If you'd like more information on myself, my company, or you'd like to see of our current properties, a list of our current properties, feel free to contact me. And that phone number, guess where it goes? To my cell phone. When I started doing this with Rick, one of my original acquisition partners, we had the calls go to him and we used a a virtual phone number that redirected to his cell phone so we could track the responses that we were getting on this. It was insane. And within just a couple months of doing this letter, sending it, like I'm going to show you, we stopped all of our seller marketing. We had more buyers than we could handle. And we became the new hedge fund in town. We started telling everybody that we were networking with, we've got $5 million burning a hole in our pocket. We're looking for deals. This letter works really well. Now, you're not going to get a huge response rate with this letter, but the few calls that you're going to get, right, they may tell you, yeah, you know, I'm looking for more deals, and they're just testing you out. They're going to see, like, what kind of inventory you have and if you're really true to your word and whatnot. After they tested you on a couple deals, they're going to be like, you know what, we want to buy 10 a month. We want to buy 20 a month. This has happened to us multiple times. So that's why it's so important on these letters, you answer your phone and be personal, be relational with these guys, all right? So how do you look for it? You know, let me let me just kind of show you what I mean. I'm going to go here to ListSource. I use ListSource to kind of do some research, and then I do PropStream to actually buy my lists. And um, so I'm going to show you how to do it in PropStream and in, and in ListSource. So let's say, you know, uh, one of the markets, let me just open up a map here. Maybe this will make more sense. How do you find these hot turnkey markets? Well, there's a couple things. You could go to Google. You could do a search for hot turnkey markets, hot rental markets for 2019, for 2020. Look for the articles that people are posting on Bigger Pockets or Money Magazine or some of those other sites and see where are the investors. You know, the, the, the group of doctors that play golf 
in California? Where are they? They've got a bunch of money. Where are they investing it at? And where are they going to get that kind of information? You can find out where they're looking. Some of the hottest markets right now, I don't know why the maps aren't working here, um, are, let's just say, Memphis, Tennessee is a hot market. What county is that? That's Shelby County. That's a good way to good place to go. All right, so let me zoom out of this map so we can kind of take a look at what we have here. There's a lot of activity, turnkey activity going on in the Columbus, Ohio area, Indianapolis, parts of southern Illinois, parts of uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, maybe parts of Texas, Kansas City, Oklahoma. We're looking in kind of these Midwestern markets in here where you're still getting really good cash flow and there's a lot of turnkey activity. So Birmingham, Alabama, Jackson, Mississippi, Mobile, Alabama, maybe even Tallahassee, Shreveport. So you can go in and see who are the investors that are buying in those markets from outside of those states. And if I go back here to list source, I can say, all right, show me all the investors in a certain county. I'm going to just pick Shelby County, Tennessee. Shelby County. So there's 67,000 absentee owners in Shelby County. I'm going to go here to next. And I'm going to say anybody that's bought a single family residence or one to four units. And then I'm going to go down here to last 12 months. And then I'm going to go to next. And I'm going to say absentee owned, but I'm going to uncheck include properties with in-state owners. So here we go. There are 1,600 absentee owners that bought in Memphis in the last year from outside of Tennessee. Is that cool? Oh, by the way, there's more because I'm going to go for corporate owned. I'm going to say no preference. There's 3,000, 3,000. And then if I pretend like I'm going to purchase the list here, I can remove duplicates, remove duplicates, goes down from 3,000 to 1,600, 1,638 different investors, LLCs or individuals, doesn't matter, trust that bought investment properties in Shelby County in the last year from outside of Tennessee. That is a gold mine. These are investors that already feel comfortable buying in other markets. So contact them, send them a letter. Okay, find 10 or 12 different markets where this kind of activity is happening. Get the out of state investors list, send them this letter and say, hey, we're the premier real estate investing company in this market. Give us a call. We'd love to talk with you. Again, it's important. I can't stress this enough. These phone numbers in this letter, make sure it goes to your cell phone so that you talk to them. We've had so many buyers tell us the only reason we're buying from you and not from that other guy in Dallas or that other guy in Columbus, Ohio, it's because you're the only one who answers the phone. All right. And they start referring people to us. It's amazing. Make sure you answer the phone. Now, if you can't answer the phone, it has to go to voicemail. Here's a simple voicemail script that I'm going to give you in the mind map. And I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it's just, you know, hey, this is Joe. I'm glad you called. Listen, here's the deal. I noticed you recently purchased a, a property in one of the markets we follow. I live and work in St. Louis, and I own the premier full-service real estate investing company in St. Louis. Based on your recent purchase, it appears as though you're a real estate investor. Assuming you want to grow your business, I wanted to reach out to you and let you know that we're here to help you. Blah, blah, blah. They're really good. This is what you can leave into your um, outgoing message. I know some people test messages that will say things like, um, 
on the postcard or the letter. Call our 24-hour recorded voicemail if you want more information. So test that. That might work. You will get more calls when you have 24-hour recorded voicemail. Because sometimes these buyers, they don't want to talk to anybody. They just want some more information first. So test that. And then if you're going to do the voicemail, use this script. And if you want to send postcards, here's a good postcard that you can test and try. Simple cash flow, looking for discounted properties. It's a good postcard to send. I like the letters better, but you can send postcards a lot cheaper. So test that and try it out. All right. Letters work really well. Letters work best for, again, two reasons. If you've already got a property, send that motivated seller yellow letter to nearby recent investors. Okay. And if you're looking to build your buyers list in advance, send that other letter, the professional letter I sent you. Another great way to find buyers is to skip trace them and call them or text them. Call them or text them. Just say, hey, you know, Bob, if you can get them, I'm looking for the investor who bought this property. If is this the right person, I, I have more properties like it. Thanks, your name. Or you can say, are you still in the market? This works really well. I'm not going to show you how to skip trace. There's a lot of different services out there. But again, you go to PropStream, go to ListSource, get your recent investors and skip trace them. Get a VA. One of the places I like to do one-on-one off skip traces, so let's call this one-off, is peoplelooker.com. I don't get any affiliate links from that. The one that we use for mass skip tracing is needtoskip.com. Check them out. They're really good. We get a coupon code that we give to our coaching clients, but uh, they're good. We use them a lot. So skip trace them. You might, you know, if it's an LLC, you might need to go to the state secretary of state's website and do a search for that LLC and who it's registered with, who are the members, the managing members, and then you might need to Google them. So that's something you can have a VA do, but skip trace them, call them, text them. Hey, I'm looking for the investor who bought this property. Did I get the right person? Uh, are you still in the market? Send something simple like that. It works. Networking. Really important. Real estate investment clubs. Go to them. I know you may be thinking that, well, I'm above that. I'm a, you know, I don't like hanging out with beginners or people that ask me too many questions, but this is the best place to go to find buyers. You know, it's not the beginning investors that are trying to learn wholesaling that you're trying to network with necessarily, although they can be a good source of deals. But you're looking for that, you know, that person who just read a book or saw an overnight, uh, overnight uh, late night infomercial, and they're coming to the local real, real estate because they've got money and they're looking for deals. Network with them and give them your business card. Here's, uh, I had a student, uh, David Dodge was his name, and he let me take a picture of, he created a uh, color postcard. And after the RIA meetings would start, he would go out into the parking lot and put these underneath all of the windshield wipers of everybody. And it was a simple, hey, investors, join my VIP buyers list to get deals directly to your inbox. And he would get people there. And he said, yeah, every RIA that he'd go to, he'd get 10 to 12 opt-ins. And he would not just wait to email them when he got a property. He would call them up and talk to them and find out what they were looking for. He sent them to a simple website like this. Uh, disc, this is his actual real buyer's website. So if you're looking to buy, get on a great buyer's list for properties in St. Louis, go check it. David Dodge is his name. Go to discountpropertyinvestor.com slash VIP. Put in information here and see what David's doing. He's doing a really good job uh, with this, okay? The other thing you can do while you're networking is find other wholesalers to JV with and partner with on your deals. 
So when you start, when you get a deal under contract, send it out to the other wholesalers that you know. Look into Craigslist and Zillow for other investors and wholesalers that are advertising properties. Go to Facebook group, groups and bigger pockets and see who's actively in the business and say, hey, listen, I got a deal here. Do you want to partner with me on it? I've partnered with dozens and dozens of wholesalers on properties that I got under contract. Maybe I was just too busy and uh, you know there was an area that I didn't want to drive to. And I know somebody else who's doing deals out there. And I just call them and say, hey, I got this motivated seller. You want to partner with me on this deal? It's a slam dunk. Uh, I'm going to transfer this person to you. Uh, you talk to them, get it under contract, and we'll split it 50-50. Is that cool? Yeah. Who would say no to that, right? So uh, I'm always networking with other wholesalers. And just split the deals 50-50. When you are partnering with other wholesalers, uh, avoid the daisy chains. This is really critical. So if you've got a property you're trying, you got under contract for 40, you're trying to sell it for 50. Don't let them mark it up and try to sell it to someone else. Okay. You want to make sure that you, if somebody's bringing you a buyer, you're dealing directly with the buyer. Okay. For the price that you're advertising it for, and then have a separate JV agreement with your other wholesaler. Cause when you start getting multiple daisy chains, it just, it's going to screw the deal up. People are going to try to mark it up more and don't ever do that. Again, we talked about before reaching out to property managers, go to their office. One of the things David Dodge was doing when he was first starting this was uh, networking with, like I was telling him to, with property managers, He'd go to their office, he'd bring them some donuts, give them some business cards and just say, hey, I'm looking for deals. Do you have any clients that are looking to sell their properties or do you have any clients that are looking to buy properties? And he would just start building relationships and property managers are a great way to do that. All right. Another great way to find buyers is with the MLS. Contact other realtors. Now, what do I mean by that? Look for areas where there's a lot of investor activity, where a lot of cash buyers and, re and, and investors are buying properties and see who are the listing agents and look for the properties that you that was sold that you know were sold to investors and look to see who were the buyer's agents. Who were the agents that were bringing the buyers to those deals? Who were the listing agents that were listing those properties? That is a gold mine. Why? Because MLS buyers are the best buyers of them all. They're willing to pay the most. A lot of them are from out of state. They're relying on realtors. They're willing to pay commissions. So look for recent investor transactions. Call the listing agents. Call the buyer's agents. And also, when you see rentals, a lot of times there's rental properties in the MLS in those markets. Call the property managers that are managing those properties and say, hey, you're, you just leased a property in this area. Would your client be looking for more properties in that area? I have them. Email them, text them. And again, like when I'm talking to them, I say, hey, can I send you my contact information? And when you do that, I'm going to get their personal email and I'm going to email them my contact information. And then I'm going to email them every week, every couple of weeks saying, hey, I'm looking for deals. Do you have anything? Um, do you have anybody that's looking for properties? Always be emailing and communicating with them. Simple, non-spammy, one or two sentence contact or questions. So the con the conversation is when I'm looking for, when I'm talking to a realtor that recently sold a property or brought a buyer from the MLS. I say, hey, you know, I saw that you recently sold or leased a property in this area to one of your clients. They wouldn't be looking for another property in the area, would they? I have one that I'd like to sell. Do you know anyone else who's looking? By the way, if you bring me a buyer, you can add whatever commission you want to the price. You could also say, listen, if you bring me a buyer, uh, you can represent me as the seller and represent them as the buyer and get both sides of the commission. Let them double dip their commissions, okay? Make sense? Good. 
Final thing on how to do this is with bandit signs. Simple handwritten bandit signs work best. I'll give you an example. But one of them that I like is investor special, 30K, cash only, phone number. That's it. And put those in the neighborhoods where you're looking to sell your properties. Two examples. I like this one a lot. I don't know where I found this, but uh, it's, it's beautiful and it works really well. Please help me. I need to sell my house. I'll take anything. <laughs> phone number. Um, if anybody knows who created that sign, let me know. I'd love to talk to them because uh, this works really, really well. Please help me. I need to sell my house. I'll take anything. This is similar to that desperate yellow letter, right? Put this bandit sign in the area. Now, again, bandit signs, uh, I get it. There are certain rules and restrictions. You can't do them in certain markets. So just use it at your own risk or don't do them if you don't want to. But at least, you know, if you own a property, put that sign in your property, in your yard, or find some other neighbors or people in the area that will give you permission to put your sign and pay them something, but bandit signs work. And I know so many investors that do real well with them, they're willing to pay the fine and get in trouble. If you hire someone to do your signs, use this app. This is an app called Simple Crew. This one will let you, if you're hiring someone to do your signs, from their phone, if they get the Simple Crew app, they can take a picture of the sign and it geolocates them so they can tell where they took that picture from and you can see it on a map and you can just verify that they're actually putting their signs out. Really good, simple software. I'm trying to see if I can find an example for you. You take a picture of the sign and it gives you a map. Here we go, kind of like this, to see where they actually did that. Cool. Where do you buy signs? Um, I bought signs from banditsigns.com, supercheapsigns.com, Home Depot. You can actually, this is a cool little sign you can buy at Home Depot. Hopefully this link works. It's a corrugated plastic sign that's in, in the shape of a house. And also just Google it. If you go to Google, search bandit signs, you're going to find signs on the cheap, imprint, image 360, super cheap signs, etc. So there's, there's tons of them. I've bought a lot of signs from local sign manufacturers, and I've just called them and said, hey, I want 100 blank signs. Or I give them the text that I want, you know, and they will print it for me so it looks like it's really handwritten. Bandit signs work great. Again, use that at your own risk. Some people have a real big problem with it. And if that's you, then don't do it. Uh, again, but they work. So <laughs> whatever you want to do, right? So do you understand that? Super important. Number one, let me just review real quick. Call landlords that are currently advertising rentals on Zillow and Craigslist and Go Section 8. Pick up the phone, call them. Number two, send letters. If you already got a property under contract, send that desperate motivated seller yellow letter to investors nearby that own property. If you're trying to build your buyer's list in advance, use that professional letter, but send it to people that are buying from outside of state, like who are buying in one county near Columbus, Ohio, from outside of Ohio that bought property recently in the last year, send them those letters. And always, you should be doing that every single month, sending that letter out. Next best thing is skip trace and call them uh, and text them. Find people who are buying properties recently, get their phone number, call them, ask them, are they looking for some more? Network, go to your local real estate clubs, talk to other property managers um, and, and put flyers out there, find other wholesalers, they're not, don't look at them as competition. Look at them as potential partners. Reach out to property management companies, bring them donuts, give them your business cards, get out there and hustle. It'll happen. Flap your lips. 
All right, the MLS is great. Why? Because you can. The MLS buyers are the best buyers. They pay the most, and they're willing to trust um, the property manager. They're willing to buy a property without looking at it. And sometimes, a lot of times, actually. And so you can talk to the agents, the listing agents who sold the property and the buyer's agents of the investors that bought those properties. It's really good. And the bandit signs, please help me. I'll take anything. <laughs> that sign works like crazy. works really well. You will, I promise you this, you will never have a shortage of buyers by doing those things and do them constantly all the time. Always, always, always be marketing for buyers. Now, what are some questions that you can ask when you're talking to cash buyers, mainly when you're talking to them, you're trying to find out, number one, do they have money? And number two, are they ready to buy today? Okay. Now, um, some miscellaneous questions that you can ask. By the way, when you're talking to buyers, you really need to have the right mindset. You need to have the mindset that, you know what, it's a privilege to work with me. You're not begging for business. You're not trying to sell them on how awesome you are or why. This is like, you know what, it's a privilege to work with me. And if you don't want any of these deals, that's fine because I got 20 other people that want them. So let's not play any games here. If you're serious, I got this property. You need to give me a yes or a no in the next 30 minutes. Now you can do an inspection. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to have this kind of an arrogant, politely arrogant attitude. of like, it's a privilege to work with me. You know why? Because I get the best deals. And if you want them, let's talk business. I'm in business to make money today. So when I'm asking them questions, I say, hey, listen, I just want to ask you some questions to see if you'd be a good fit, to see if you, if, if you think I would be a good fit for you. But I need to ask you these questions to see if like, you know, are you, when I bring you a good deal, are you ready to buy it now? Do you have the money, the capital to buy it now? Because if not, that's fine. It's totally cool to say, no, I can give it to somebody else. All right. So ask them things like, how many properties are you looking to buy per month, per year? How long have you been investing? What do you, do you currently own any real estate? Do you own residential, commercial, or both? Listen, if a great deal came along, how much money would you have available today? Do you currently have any IRAs so they can, you can help them get maybe a self-directed IRA? What's your price range? What's your criteria? This is so important. What are they looking for? What's the rent? What's the cash flow they're expecting? What's the return on investment or the cash on cash return? Ask them things like, you know, well, what are your primary strategies when you buy your deals? Is it buy and hold, fix and flip? Are you a wholesaler? Do you sell them? What areas do you like to invest in? What are some of the things you look for, like in beds and baths? Uh, I had one uh, cash buyer, investor buyer that wanted only two-bedroom ranches with brick. And um, for various reasons, he loves those properties because he gets better tenants in them. So find out what they want. The other cool thing is when you've got good buyers, this is really critical and important. When you've got good buyers, you when you when you're negotiating with the deal, ask them what would you pay for this house when you're getting ready to make an offer. And they say, I don't know, just send me what you got. Let me know what's a good deal. No, 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 no. What would you pay for this house? Or if you got it under contract for 60, you're trying to sell it for 70. They say, no, nah, I'm not interested. Well, what price would you be interested? If you have a good relationship with your buyers, you can ask them these questions and they'll tell you what they would pay for them. Now you have a lot of negotiating power. You can go back to the sellers and say, you know what, that number won't work for various reasons, but I can pay you this because you know what your buyers would pay for those properties. And let me add one more thing to this too. Remember that you're not the cash buyer's employee, right? Because it's a privilege to work with you. When you start getting cozy and comfortable with certain cash buyers and you give them all of their deals, you may say, Joe, but they're reliable. They're going to close on all my deals. Well, no, they're going to start squeezing your margins. 
They may be okay with you making 10 grand on your first deal, but they're like, you know, after 5, 10, 20 deals, they're like, you're making how much? No, 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 no. This isn't going to work. They start getting fat and comfortable. All right. They're going to try to squeeze you down because you're, they're reliable. They're going to say, listen, we need to work on this fee here. You're making too much money. We'll pay you five grand. And then that five grand is going to turn to three grand or two grand. Don't do that. You are not the employee of the buyers. When you have a good, strong buyers list, when you've got a property, let them know, hey, I'm sending this out to three or four other people. If you really want this, give me an offer and give it to me now. Give me your best price. So you always want to be shooting for at least a minimum of most markets, a minimum of $10,000 on a wholesale deal, right? If your buyers that you're selling most of your deals to are uncomfortable with that, then you need to pull away and give those deals to somebody else. Give them some time to come or they'll come around and they'll say, all right, we need to, we, we like your deals. We want to do them. So always have a minimum profit in mind when you're working with these buyers and don't be afraid to ask for more. Don't be, we just did a deal. We did like 23 grand on it. Okay. We, and this was with one of our clients who was comfortable with making a couple, three grand at the beginning. Everybody at the local RIAs told her average wholesale fee is three to five grand. You can't make more than that. Right. We said BS to that. We started working with her and then pretty soon she's doing five grand per deal and then seven grand and then eight or nine and then 10. And now usually at a minimum, our profit is 10 grand. We're doing anywhere from 15 to 20, sometimes more. So always be expecting more profit per deal. Always be marketing for buyers so you can find those buyers that will pay you the higher prices. Cool. All right. Now, real quick, miscellaneous miscellaneous resources and different podcasts. At my podcast, realestateinvestingmastery.com, is one of my favorite topics to talk about. In the mind map, you're going to get some links to some really good podcasts that you should listen to. Interviews that I did where we talk about these things like this one right here, you're not the seller's employee. I talked about you're not the seller and the buyer's employee, similar to what I was just saying. I interviewed Kent Clothier. I learned a lot of this stuff when I was getting started from Kent. Creating opportunity with cash buyers is really good. I did a podcast on don't let your buyer's list become stagnant or old. I did a podcast with Peter Vexelman, who really breaks it down into simple things that you can do to find cash buyers. Really cool podcast here about using IRA education workshops to build your cash buyers list. I didn't even talk about that. It's a little more advanced, but it's awesome because you start, you can do free workshops, just training people. You can't solicit for money, for private money, but you can train people on how to use their IRAs to find real estate and invest in their IRAs. Fantastic way to find, and you can partner with people that do that stuff. You can do the marketing, get the investors there who have IRA money, and you can find buyers from that for your deals. There's a podcast I did and some videos on awesome tips, favorite ways. Uh, we did some videos on finding cash buyers one and two. A lot of this stuff was kind of a repeat of this, but really good book, Reverse Wholesaling. I recommend you check that out and just go to YouTube and you can find so many good things in there. Anything from like these guys, Wholesaling Inc. or Max Maxwell, a lot of these guys um, that are, some of these are... Uh, are my videos. <laughs> but these are all really good videos on how to find buyers. There's a lot of good information. It can be overwhelming. Keep it simple. And uh, all the stuff I shared with you just here in this video on mind map is uh, good. Now, if you want help, let's talk. Why? Because I will be your buyer. Okay. If you want help, you're looking at this, maybe you're overwhelmed. Like, oh man, how, how am I going to find a buyer? There's, Joe just gave 20 different ways. I just got this property. I want to sell it. Let's talk because we partner with people on deals. And if 
we don't buy the deal. We'll help you find a buyer. We'll partner on the deal together. Um, so it's if you want more information, go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net. It's a little video there of me and my business partner, coaching business partner, Gavin, and we'll talk about what we're doing. We're wholesaling about five to 10 deals a month right now down in Alabama and Mississippi, a little bit in Georgia. And uh, it's going crazy. It's really, really awesome. And we partner with people all over the country. We help them set up their systems and businesses. Once you get a deal under contract, if you want our help, we will get you the buyer. We'll get the bandit signs. We'll do the letters. We'll do the skip tracing. We'll make the calls with you and help you do this. And we'll split the deals. Really cool. We want to just grow and expand and do more deals. Let us be your buyer. You don't have to worry about this stuff if you don't want to, but go to coachjoe.net if you want more information. All right, coachjoe.net. We'll see you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye.